0: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
2: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. About to catch up with our buddy Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL on the Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter as we go into hour number three of the G Bag Nation, Zach Wolchuk. Brian brought us. Lucius Alexander, we got Carter Freeman running your video, Gavin Dawson and Eric Chiafalo on assignment, family duty for the holidays. We will have your top ten coming up on the other side, but right now we're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast in the huddle with Jason Lock and Fora and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Baldy, how are you on this hump day? Uh, I'm doing just
2: fine, guys. Good to be with you. Thanks.
0: Well, uh, we certainly are not as great as we were in Cowboy land after that game against Buffalo. What stood out to you when you went back and watched that tape?
2: Well, I mean, uh, when you run for 266 Mm. yards and, um, you know, 49 times and you can't stop the same tackle trap over and over, counter Mm. trap over and over again, I mean, ran the same play left and right and they just repeated it and they couldn't stop it. And that's disturbing because – you know, at a certain point, you see a trend. You see what they're doing. You know, here comes Deion Dawkins, um, and you can't you can't stop it. Uh, and they're basically forecasting and telling you we're going to come, and you can't stop it. That's that's disappointing. That's that's the thing that jumped out at me most. Baldy,
1: if is there is the are the Cowboys the way that they're currently constructed with the linebackers being they play so much dime, yep. and the way that Dan plays those guys in that. Are they are they pretty much who they are having to play run defense? I don't see, uh, I don't see any Leighton Vander Esches or Sean Lee's come walking through that door to save huh. this save this defense when it comes to the linebacker play. Is there is there something that that you feel like that they could do differently? Just something schematically, uh, 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 something change uh, that you would maybe see there or suggest that they could do.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I've been saying it for, for, for weeks now. That if you want to play Marquise Bell, you know, at the dime linebacker position with Damone Clark, that's fine. Um, but, you, you know, you get them out of it by running it like Buffalo did. Right. And so, I mean, you could you go to a five-man defensive line. The Eagles did that last year when teams were running on them. You could put Micah as an off-the-ball inside linebacker and have a bigger guy there instead of Marquise Bell. And, and at least on first down, second down, it would help that, you know, Jonathan Hankins wasn't there. Uh, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, saying it was Massey Smith's fault, you know, from being yeah. in there, but, you know, J- Hankins makes a difference in there. But, yeah, I mean, there's some things. You go to five-man line, you, you put Micah off the ball inside, he certainly can handle that. Um, you know, he's he's got his instincts about him. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes uh, he takes himself out of a play. But, I mean, you can get bigger inside, and that's the first thing. Or just put a bigger line up front and saying, we're not going to let you run on first down. And we're going to make you, you know, we're going to stop it and make you throw it. Baldy,
1: I'm kind of going to the point that the Cowboys' offense is their best run defense. <laughs> the fact that when teams, when Dallas is scoring 35, 40 points, nobody runs the ball on them is, right. could it be, is it that simple of a fix? And, and what did you see from, it looked like to me a lot of clog and cover from, uh, from the Bills of making Dak have to go through a, a lot of blue jerseys to get the ball out there?
2: Well, it didn't help that, you know, they lost Zach, you know, early in the game. And, you know, he's just an elite player. There's going to be a drop-off. You know, Buffalo is, you know, I mean, no matter who they play, Miami, they're not getting the ball over their heads. Right. Um, You know, their their safeties are playing back. Um, They might, you know, invite you to run the ball more than you'd like to, more than a team that has thrown it as well as Dallas has, Um, you know, but that's basically what they're telling you. I mean, Micah Hyde. Uh, Jordan Poyer, like whoever's back there, um, you know, that's that's sort of their philosophy. We're You're not going to beat us over the top. You know, C.D.'s not going to run a double move and go deep. And Dalton Schultz uh, or Jake Ferguson isn't going to, you know, destroy us down the seams. We're going to take the middle away from you. And that's kind of what they do. And that's who they are. Uh, but, you know, there's other ways to defeat them. They, uh, I thought Rasul Douglas played real well. Um, he's just a big corner. Yeah. Doesn't run particularly well, but, he, you know, he's, he can – kind of draped you pretty good, and he did that in the game and kind of limited the number of places they went with the ball.
0: Well, with the Cowboys' linebacker situation, we get asked a lot about, okay, why don't you put Micah back at off-ball linebacker? I think Brian and I have talked about it. That's not necessarily how we'd handle it because he's so darn effective at the line of scrimmage. What do you think overall about Micah moving more to linebacker?
2: Well, I mean, look, he's showing he's the versatility. He can go back and forth. Yeah. I mean, if Buffalo is going to run it on first down, why wouldn't you put Micah there if they're running the ball the way they did? They ran it 49 times. Josh Allen said, look, if this was a high school science experiment, I got, I got credit <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't help out. You know, it was a great line. And it, it really was. He threw one touchdown, uh, you know, in isolation there to the back. But uh, for the most part, I mean, if they're going to run it, and they ran it at Micah, you know, they ran counter right at him. Um, the Eagles have had success doing that. Uh, you know, it's one way to limit him. Is to you know run the ball like they did. I mean, he was a non-factor in the game, and so if if that's a team's approach and they're having success with it, then I think you should have the option to to make that switch mm-hmm. because you know if if they're running it like they did, it's not going to help you. That Mike is so effective off the edge, rushing the passer. Mm-hmm. If there's no way to rush,
1: Baldy, uh, going on to where you know with now with Miami, a different set of challenges with them. Really banged up in their offensive line, you know, as we start to read the injury reports. I was watching them play last night a little bit against the Jets. They were terrified against the Jets that maybe the pass rush was going to be a problem. Ball getting out of Tua's hands really, really, really quick in this football game. Dallas has got to find a way, though, to put pressure. If Miami's going to play with a bunch of backup offensive linemen, that's got to be their best chance to win this football game, isn't it? As you look at it, though, and, and try and take advantage of of that dolphin, uh, offensive line.
2: Well, they, you know, they lost Connor Williams and, you know, Connor had played great since he left Dallas. So he started every game for yeah. him and then he got hurt in the Tennessee game. He's out for the year. It's really, it's really too bad because he'd been playing great football and he's been the rock in the middle there. And so they moved Liam Eichenberg in the center from guard. So they kind of weakened two positions, but they got Teron Armstead back last week and he's a difference maker. He took on Bryce Huff, and, you know, uh, uh, Johnson out there, like, he he handled them, especially, like, on the big throws down the field. Sure. Uh, sure. You know, so to waddle. But uh, that helps. But, you know, really, their best pass protection is to get rid of the ball really quickly. Right. And I thought Mike McDaniel made a good decision last week to sit Tyreek Hill and to rest him up. I believe he'll play. I know he didn't practice today. But I, I just know Tyreek, he wants 2,000 yards. Yeah. He's going to be healthier than he was at any point in that Tennessee game. Um, and so I think you know when you get both those guys out there, you got to respect it. But they're the number one rushing football team in the league, even with all the changes they've had in the offensive line. Raheem Mostert is is a beast, and this Devon Achan yeah. is a really good football player. And they don't go away from the run. They and they get you with these motions and these shifts, and they kind of get you a little bit wonky in there. And they just keep coming at you. So they can beat you either way. Um, you know, I'm sure they've looked at Dallas's tape last week against Buffalo and against Arizona and I'm sure there's, you know, a good feeling in that room that they can run the ball against Dallas, and that might be their first objective on Sunday is to shut that down.
0: To Brian's point about the Cowboys needing to score some points, which they failed to do against Buffalo, how good is that Miami defense?
2: Well, they've been playing shorthanded. You know, they played without Xavier Howard last week. Mm-hmm. Javon Holland hasn't played in the last month. Uh they lost Jalen Phillips. They lost Jerome Baker. They're pretty good backups so though in Jalen last week, Jalen Ramsey, he went and shadowed Garrett Wilson and you know, I, I saw him shut him down. Now the, the offensive line of the Jets was a mess, so yeah. you know, there wasn't a lot of opportunities. But, you know, I can see Jalen I don't know what Xavier's, you know, condition is. He got beat pretty good a couple times by Tennessee. But uh if Xavier if plays, then they play left corner, right corner. But if Xavier's out, I can see them. Shadowing Jalen on C.D. Lamb, which would be a, a pretty good, you know, sub-hub price of admission to go watch.
1: Baldy, do what do you make of Dallas's inability, though, to play on the road right now? Is it? <laughs> and, and, and I know it's a. I mean, it's it's probably a, a topic of conversations you have all the time on your TV work as well. Mm-hmm. But is it is it as simple as could it be communication issues that offense? When the offense at home, it looks like you hear the here we goes and everybody's on yeah. the same page. They get on the road. I'm watching Dak violently slam his foot in the ground trying to get the ball. And and I'm, I'm watching Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith try and man a twist stunt, which I haven't seen yeah. at home. It, could it be right. as simple as communication problems?
2: Or some communication problems? I, 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 don't, I don't doubt that that's an issue, but like, that's not an excuse. though. no, you know? no, I mean, no, everybody plays on the road, no. you know, and everybody goes into hostile places and you know, like you just like, it might be true and I'm sure there are communication uh, issues, but it you can't, that, like, it can't happen though. Like everybody has a silent count. Sure. Everybody has a way to, to handle those conditions. But, you know, I mean, if that is an issue, then it's something that they haven't fixed yet. Um, because I don't think it's just that simple, but I do think that's part of the problem. And uh, I just know in, you know, in my days, you know, when I couldn't hear and I had to look at the ball and keep an eyeball on the defensive lineman, like it wasn't as much fun, but you know, you got used to it and, you know, you could, you could play the game just fine. And, you know, you couldn't hear the quarterback most days in new Orleans and some places, but you know, you kind of knew that going in, you didn't, you, you just didn't let you, know, you just concentrate a little bit harder. Um, but <clears throat> They got to, they, they but you know they've they've got to figure this out. Like I think there's probably going to be as many cowboy fans in that stadium as there are dolphin fans. Sure, so it might actually feel like a home game in some ways. I just feel like Dallas is going to travel for this game. Uh, not that dolphin fans are bad; they're much better than they have been. They showed up on Monday night, did the game Monday night against Tennessee, and it was a good crowd, really good crowd. But I feel like you're going to see a lot of cowboy fans in that stadium. Maybe that will make them feel a little bit better.
0: Let's hope our Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger with us here in the G Bag Nation. Cowboy fans did feel a little bit better after the Monday night game with Seattle beating Philly. What's the uh, pulse of the Eagles right now? And is there anything to Jalen Hurts' comments about commitment issues within the locker room? Uh,
2: I, you know, it's 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 dangling out there for everybody to chew on. Um, it, it it's not something that I expected to hear from Jalen. Usually he just only points the finger at himself. Yeah. And nobody else. But when you say there's commitment issues, he's talking, you know, to another, uh, you know, a number of other players. And I'm sure players are wondering if uh, if if he's talking about me, which isn't good. Um, they have problems. They're a very simple offense. They're very predictable. You saw uh, McCaffrey the other night, kind of anticipating what play it was. And there is a lot of truth to their formations. They're not a pre-snap motion team and all that kind of stuff. And if they can't get the deep ball, and basically, Saddle said we're going to play. Quandre Diggs and Julian Love, we're going to play him 15 yards off the ball, and A.J. Brown's not beating us over the top, and they didn't. And they seem to get frustrated when they, um, when they can't do that, and they don't have success doing it. Uh, and so there's a lot on Jalen right now, but defensively they're a mess. And they, you know, they basically fired the defense coordinator. They didn't fire him, but yeah. whatever they did, you know, I mean they elevated another guy to the position. So they know when you, throw, when you give up 30 touchdown passes, second worst in the league. Like there's there's definitely issues with personnel, but scheme as well. Uh, it didn't seem to help at all in that final 92 yard drive by Drew Locke in Seattle.
1: Baldy, did you know? And I know that you're right there in the backyard of the Eagles. Did you have wind that Matt Patricia was going to be elevated to this position? No. Were you hearing the whispers nobody at all in the weight room with you or your guys or any of that stuff? Nobody. No, no. no, no. I
2: mean, I see the guys, but nobody. I don't think. I mean, I think they knew on Wednesday. It wasn't anything anybody was talking about. But, you know, it wasn't really uh, leaked until Friday. Right. And so that's the first anybody really heard about it. Um, You know, and then, you know, if you do it that way, you're going to get exactly what, you know, Troy and Joe did on Monday night. You know, you're going to get a lot of cameras on Sean Desai and a lot of cameras on Matt Patricia. And you're just going to invite a lot of speculation and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Buffalo fired Ken Dorsey. Yeah. You know, and they elevated Joe Brady. Normally, that's kind of what you do when you're not happy. You know, uh, you, you look at Ron Rivera, he fired Jack Del Rio. Yeah. And elevated different, you know, like, I don't I don't see the benefit of trying to placate a guy that, you know, isn't doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. And so, I, it's it's a little bizarre to me, the whole thing.
0: How excited are you for Ravens and 49ers on Christmas Day?
2: Well, I just, you know, I, I got to tip my hat to the schedule makers, like how they... Uh, were this fortuitous and prescient <laughs> to know that the two best teams in the league would meet after all the gifts have been unwrapped and the church services have been attended and you're sick of your relatives that we get to watch this feast. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's unbelievable. I'm, you know, as an analyst, honestly, this is a dream because we, we can go inside this game on so many different levels with the quarterback situation, the style of defenses, the style of offenses. Like, there's a real difference all the way through and how both teams have gotten to 11 and three. And so we get to see all these differences play out. Like I can't wait to watch that game Sunday night.
0: It's going to be an absolute blast. Do you have any uh, plans for Christmas? I mean, is there any baldy traditions that go down in your household?
2: Well, you know, I mean, it's football season and, you know, football kind of falls on Sunday and Monday, Christmas this year. So there's, you know, it's a game to do on Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I got uh, a bunch of family that I'm, uh, that are going to be in attendance on Christmas Day, even though there's a lot of football being played that day. Sure. But they're they're kind of used to that, you know, being in this in this uh, family.
1: Was there ever the Baldy outdoor football family football game? Oh, hell did we yeah. ever have that back in the day?
2: Uh, we did that on Thanksgiving. We still do that yeah. quite a bit. You know, the guys that can actually still walk. <laughs> Um, you know, without, you know, maybe with a bad limp, you know, that's still, <laughs> that's still all time
1: quarterback situation. Kind yeah, of thing.
2: Well, well, We did all that, all that. Um, we, I lived in Minnesota for a long time. And, yeah. you know, we had our snowball games and yeah. and all that. I mean, we, you know, we, we, we slid off the, off the roof one year after a bad snowstorm. So, I mean, <laughs> we were outdoors. I mean, it was just, there was one TV in the basement dad was watching it. Sure. There was always a game on, but um, you know, we, we, we learned to, Play outdoors in whatever conditions it were.
0: Do you have a favorite Christmas movie?
2: Um, <sighs> I, I there's a bunch of them. I I, I can't really remember yeah, Home Alone. I mean, I, they're all pretty good. All classics. You know, like, I think everything with, everything with Farrell would be good. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. I was thinking Die Hard for you, Baldy. Kind of an action, oh, blow them yeah. up, guys. You know, guys,
2: been, rough I've and tumble. Most well, fans, Yeah. You know, Yeah. Bruce Willis grew up right here in Vineland, New Jersey, just down the road. Yeah. So uh, I was was a big fan of those, for sure.
0: Baldy, you're the best, man. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. We look forward to catching up with you again next week.
2: Likewise, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas too, to
0: you as well. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Always fun getting to catch up with Baldy. He is a wealth of knowledge. He sure is, man. And uh, I think he's just as football horny as we are when it comes to Ravens 49ers, mm-hmm. man. That's going to be an absolute epic, epic football game battling for the top. Maybe it could could be a Super Bowl preview. Could be. Oh, maybe the Cowboys could go ahead and put a wrench in those plans. All right, let's get into the top 10. In honor of the Cowboys playing Tua. Got me thinking. Who are the top 10 left-handed athletes of all time? Ooh, who do you think's the best left-handed athlete ever? That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.